I guess when you write a book called The Copywriter's Guide to Getting Paid and you create a bunch of content about how to be successful in your career and building a business as a copywriter, people are going to keep asking about it. And so today, you know, it's Mailbox Monday, which is the day where I, Roy Fur, here at Breakthrough Marketing Secrets, answer the questions that you've submitted about copywriting, marketing, business building, and more. And hey, I have another newer subscriber asking about how to get good copywriting experience coming in with like a readiness to succeed, but how do you do it? Like how, how do you go about it? And so that's what we're gonna cover in today's episode. So today's Mailbox Monday question. Right now as a person stepping fresh off of a different career path, theater, psychology, teaching, and into marketing and copy, I think I have a rudimentary understanding of the principles and philosophy behind the field and practices. Cool, awesome. I love that the focus is on principles and philosophy because that stuff is honestly what makes the big difference. Getting lost in all the tactical stuff, like this is sidebar, right? Getting lost in all the tactical stuff is just going to, I don't know, it's just gonna create problems for you down the road. It's gonna make you not as good of a copywriter, but focusing on the principles and philosophy, that will make you a better copywriter faster. Back to the question. What I don't know how to do yet is is find clients to pitch, how to pitch, how to price as a newbie, how to build portf a portfolio without having a real experience, and how to talk to clients once I get through. I've started writing samples, uh, and I, I've started writing samples, and I'm thinking of doing mocks of existing copy that I believe can be improved, but not sure if that's the best strategy right now in. And I'm gonna take a minute, because I realized in my notes that I didn't directly address those parts of the question. <sighs> I think that it is good practice for you to build your skills to write as much copy as possible. Like write every day, uh, experiment with different um, different contexts that you might do marketing. So you could write product descriptions, you could write emails, you could write sales letters, you could do whatever. Like I, I still remember there's, there's this great sales letter that I wrote back in the day that was a wine related offer. And I came up with this wine related offer and I thought it would be fun. And I wrote it kind of generically. And I, I had a bunch of different sales letters that I wrote like that. Good practice as a copywriter. They're not necessarily going to make you financially successful or get you real experience as a copywriter. And the single best thing that you can do is start getting real experience as soon as possible, which is where the focus of most of my uh, most of my content here, most of my notes is going to be. So with that said, like I'm not a huge proponent of building up some portfolio of fake work or uh, yeah, it would be yours. Like I trust the way that this question is worded. I trust that there's going to be integrity that it's actually going to be your writing work, right? But it's not like it's, it's, it's not work for an actual client, right? So the best way, still what I think is the best way to get started in copywriting is probably the answer that nobody wants to hear is get a copywriting slash marketing job. There are a ton of copywriting jobs, marketing jobs out there if you are applying for them. And they may not be your ideal, but they can be stepping stones. They can be a bridge towards where you want to go. You may have some longer term intention of where you want to be where you want to go. Like when I got my first marketing job, I told them during the interview process that I eventually wanted to become a full-time freelance copywriter. And that did not mean that I would be working for them. 
they kept me at that company for four and a half years because the opportunity was pretty dang good, right? Uh, but it was, it, it, for me, it was always going to be a stepping stone towards the freelance thing. I just did some Googling here uh, as if I was in your situation and assuming that you might not want to go work in an office 40 hours a week. Now, maybe it would be good to go work in an office 40 hours a week. There are benefits to being in the space with the people, right? The other thing I said is maybe you don't want to be full-time. Maybe you want the flexibility to be picking up clients. Um, so what you might do, what you might do is you might get a remote part-time copywriting job. And I Googled that and I found a bunch of, uh, a bunch of job sites that had a bunch of job listings for remote part-time copywriting jobs that would allow you to, um, start to develop, uh, you know, it, it would allow you to start to work, right? And you would develop a real portfolio of actual work that was done. You'd get a lot of practice. Um, you would be working consistently. Um, the benefits that I have here in my notes, you'd get lots of experience fast, right? You would increase the value that you're able to create because the more real experience that you have creating copy and putting it in the market, the more valuable you become as a copywriter because you understand the whole process and you have seen some things that you've written that worked and had some had seen some things that you've written that didn't work as well, right? But you're increasing your value fast. And a major benefit to getting a job, and this was actually why I got a marketing job instead of going straight into full-time freelance copywriting, was because you can get consistent income now. Now, if it's a full-time job, you may even be able to get benefits, get your health care paid for, all of that. That could all be part of the compensation package. If it's part-time, you know, maybe that's not it, right? But go find something, and it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be the perfect job. It is a place where you're going to get some experience and then you're going to move on from it, right? And I don't know how long that experience is going to be. It could be a few months. It could be a few years, right? Uh, it could be at an agency. It could be inside a company. It could be, there's lots of different possibilities, right? But it's about getting in there and getting a lot of um, a consistent work, putting reputations in, right? Alternatively, you could approach clients and try to get a few clients on retainer. Um, so, you know, maybe you want to do email marketing, maybe you want to do, uh, maybe you want to do Facebook ads, maybe you want to do landing pages, maybe you want to do e-commerce, like all the copy for a product. Maybe, I don't know what you want to do, right? Maybe you want to do information products, courses, right? Help course creators, help, uh, coaches. I don't know. Um, the, the, the whole point here, the whole point here, maybe you want to, Based on your background, maybe you want to do psychologists. Uh, I actually know somebody who created a, a, a writing business serving mental health professionals. Um, so there's there's lots of different possibilities here. Uh, but the, the alternative that we're looking at here is that maybe you want to get a couple clients on retainer where you're doing a small amount of work for them on a consistent basis, right? Um, Again, really, this is about setting yourself up in a situation where you're doing a lot of work consistently and getting paid consistently as you grow. Because early on in your career or business as a copywriter, one of the single best things that you can do is get a lot of experience and just grow. Because when you get that early experience, what you're doing is you're contributing to your later value, the value that you can give 
and the value that you can get through the fees and maybe royalties or performance payments or anything that you would charge as a copywriter. Now, with that said, let's get back into assuming that, hey, you just want to go get copywriting clients. You just want to go get copywriting. You want to get freelance copywriting clients. You don't want to deal with retainers. You don't want to deal with a job. You just want clients. Okay. My first recommendation is to make sure that you are not making a WWFF offer, that you're not falling prey to what I've called the WWFF fallacy. What does WWFF stand for? It stands for Will Write for Food. That is where you discover that there are people named copywriters who get paid good money to write for businesses. And so you start approaching businesses and you say, hey, do you need any writing done? I'll write for you if you pay me. <laughs> uh, that is not a way. Number one, the person who would hire somebody who calls themselves a copywriter is not waking up in a cold sweat in the middle of the night saying, I need more writing. Like, they're not. They're not. They might wake up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat and say, oh my God, I just had a nightmare that our, our sales are just tanking, that we're not going to be able to make payroll, that we don't have the revenue that we need, that we don't have the profits that we need, that, that we don't have enough leads coming in the door, right? We don't have enough leads, customer sales and profits. That's usually the things that are waking them up in a cold sweat in the middle of the night. Not, we don't have enough words, right? We don't have a good enough wordsmith. No, that's not what is going to pay the bills at the company. If you sell writing, you will consistently struggle to sell it for an amount that justifies the time that you spent on it. If you sell results through writing, right? You happen to put together messages that generate results for them. You're going to be a lot more successful. Um, financially. It's just going to be easier to be financially successful as a copywriter. If you figure out how to get results with your writing and deliver those results, that's what clients are going to pay higher dollar for. Okay, so if you want to get copywriting clients, you need to focus not on being a copywriter, but figure out what kind of results they want and need. Now, another lesson that I have, and this is actually, this is in my book, The Copywriter's Guide to Getting Paid, uh, which I'll make sure there's a link in the description. I talk about close to the sale versus far from the sale copy. So, for example, my first consistent offer as a freelance copywriter was I will write a sales letter, order form, um, you know, supporting copy for those, whatever it needed to be. Uh, oftentimes there were ads, like uh, text ads, driving people from maybe an email to the sales letter, as well as dedicated emails designed to get someone interested enough that they're going to engage with the sales letter. Uh, today, some of the formats have changed, some of the complexity of the campaigns have changed, but it's largely the same thing. It is some kind of core sales message plus the supporting copy that I, that I deliver to clients. Those are what I call close to the sale. Why is that close to sale? Well, because somebody reads the copy and they buy, right? Versus far from the sale, which is like SEO blog posts. SEO blog posts are... Um, probably valuable to the business, but it's much harder to look at it and say it generated this much value for the business. Um, yes, okay, maybe it generated a good amount of traffic and there were clicks to the business and there were clicks through from there to the sales pages and the sales pages eventually converted the people into customers and all of that, right? 
But it is much harder to justify a high value for things that are far from the sale, such as SEO blog posts or social media content, right? Um, but the, the close to the sale stuff, well, it's really easy to justify the value. And so the closer your copy is to the sale, and maybe that actually means that it's just generating leads for the sales team. Maybe you have some expertise there that's all about getting people to book calls, right? Well, that's close to the sale. That's close enough to the sale because leads to the sales team is usually something that can be directly traced through to the point where they are pulling out their credit card and giving you money. Um, so if we're focused on that type of copy, if we're focused on results, then you want to start building your offer. And um, in my, uh, what's it called? <laughs> Launch Your Client Business Free mini course, I talk about these four, these four core segments of the offer. So number one is the market that you want to work with. So for you, it might be psychologists. For you, it might be uh, something. It could be, I, I don't know what it is, right? But you need to define who the broader market is that you want to work for. In general, in general, the markets that have, well, in general, there, there are kind of these three core areas that serve, um, it, that, that a large amount of copywriters tend to kind of get into. And one is anything having to do with improving someone's financial future. Uh, the second is anyone, anything having to do with improving someone's uh, health future. And the third one is anything having to do with improving someone's relationship future, right? And and those three big markets, oftentimes because they have a little bit more complex offers like toilet paper or paper towel, those are fairly simple offers. Something to help someone improve their relationships, that's a much more complex offer. Um, and it takes more words, typically a, a, a deeper sales message to get someone to convert, right? So you wanna identify whatever your market is. It could be a hobby market, it could be you know a more professional market, it could be, I don't know, right? Um, but identify your market, identify the problem that the marketers within that market want to have solved. Usually that's going to be something that has to do with leads, customers, sales, and profits. If you want to get paid well as a copywriter, right? But you identify the problem that they want to have solved. You identify your solution. How do you solve that? What mix of copy, right? Can you package up together for me? Like the sales letter, the order form, the emails, the other supporting copyright. That was my initial solution to publishers that wanted to sell more business opportunity type products, right? And that's who I focused on in the beginning, uh, self-help and business opportunity. And it was that particular thing. Then I took basically that same solution over to the investment publishing, which was my intent from the beginning. I just wanted a little bit more experience before I started doing that regularly. And so I took that solution to them. I've worked outside of those markets. But again, market problem solution. And then you identify who are the individual clients within the market that seem to be a good fit for that. So uh, using the investment newsletters as an example, I came up with a big list of all these investment newsletters. And I had a couple criteria that I that I used to narrow them down. One was I wanted freelance work. And so I said, um, well, at the time, all the Agora divisions, a big financial publisher with a lot of divisions, at the time, all the Agora divisions either wanted you to move to Baltimore or Delray Beach if you were a newer copywriter. So I said, take those off the list, right? And so um, I, it was non-Agora financial publishers 
And then the next criteria that I used to identify the clients within my market was that use the type of long form direct response sales letters and copy that I want to write. So those long sales letters that I was writing, I wanted to find examples from each of the publishers before I approached them saying, yeah, we use that kind of copy, right? And then, um, you know, it's, it's demonstrating through the behavior because I didn't want to have to change their mind about what type of marketing they were doing. Uh, so I found the ones that were using those long sales letters. And then I found out who the marketing managers were and I approached them and I said, hey, I'm getting into financial copywriting. I'm fairly new, but um, I do think that I can be successful with you. I'll listen a lot. I will, um, I, I will do my best. I'll go through edits with you. I will you know, use this grounded principles that I've learned from success in other fields in order to achieve success here, right? And I approached them and, um, and I, I got the work, right? I, I started off and, and really you need like one first client and then one second client and then one third client. And pretty soon you start to have a lot more momentum. Um, but the, the focus is you, you have to get specific about what market you want to work for what problem you want to solve, what your solution looks like, and what specific clients within that market are most likely to need that solution based on their current behavior. And then you set the intention, like make sure you're very clear about what you want there from clients, right? For opportunities. And what don't you want? What do you want to avoid? Like I learned early on and after a, a project that went wrong that I didn't want to work in the supplement niche, especially the men's health, put that in big air quotes, supplement niche, like it, it just wasn't a good fit for me. And um, so I haven't worked in anything close to that anytime recently, right? So define what you want, what you don't want. Um, and then I'm going to share a quick story. Um, there was, there's a guy, Joshua Lee Henry. Uh, he's become a pretty good and well-known copywriter since then. But uh, back in the day, <laughs> Right, right as he was getting started as a financial copywriter and as a copywriter in general, he was maybe 18 months into his copywriting. He convinced me to come to an event that I didn't think that he was really qualified for, um, but that's fine. Uh, he convinced me that I should take his money and he should come to this, this little training workshop that I was doing for financial copywriters. And we had this dinner one night and we're just having a good conversation. And at one point he says, like, I don't understand copywriters who, who aren't like getting clients yet as copywriters, because what I did when I decided I wanted to become a copywriter full time, I said, well, uh, if, if I have like a 48 hour week for becoming a copywriter and I don't have any copywriting work to fill that 40 hour week what I'm going to do is I'm going to proactively go out and try to get copywriting work for all of those 40 hours. And whenever there is spare time in my schedule, I'm going to go out and proactively try to get copywriting work. Um, and I'm going to fill any spare time in my schedule with that until I have the work to fill my schedule. And even then I should probably reserve some time to make sure I keep getting copywriting work. And so that's what he did. And he said at first it was painful. He got a lot of rejections. He got a lot of no's, but he found some businesses that were ready to hire him to help with some kind of marketing, right? Do you have, do you have, and, and he wasn't even as clear about all of this offer stuff as you should be after watching this video. He wasn't even that clear, 
but still he got clients and he created some successes and created some experience. And, you know, you're asking about portfolios and all of that. And he was able to do that. And that's what you need to do. Uh, more resources. These are things that I mentioned or that are relevant to what was talked about. Uh, the Copywriter's Guide to Getting Paid. That's my book about the, well, it says how to land awesome clients and earn a great living as a copywriter, both about how to build a career and a business as a copywriter. I do have a free mini course called Launch Your Client Business that goes through that offer building in more detail. I also have a training called the Copywriter's Roadmap to Building a Core Offer that's part of my training library membership that you can sign up for. Um, yeah, those links will be in the description so you can learn more about those. Call to action for you at the end of this episode is ask yourself how you can use this. You know, what action item do you need to put to work immediately based on what you've heard so far? Don't forget to like and subscribe so you get more content like this delivered to you. And all those links are going to be in the description. I'm Roy Fur. This is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Hey, every day I'm here in these episodes helping you grow your, your business, uh, increase your marketing and copywriting and and just general entrepreneurial success. And I'll see you again in the next episode. See you soon. Bye. Thank you once again for tuning in to this daily episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Remember, check out the links with this episode for even more value. Now make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, and engage in every way you can to keep this show going and growing and delivering daily value to you. I'll catch you soon for your next big breakthrough.